and welcome to Mora PG Summer Series Podcast. The fuck series? Summer Sessions. Summer Sessions. Summer Sessions. Sessions, you know? Sessions. Se- you know what a session is? No. I thought Se- it was series. Session too. is when there's a mobile. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, yes, yes, yes. That's what a session is. No, we, we've, we've got a, we've got a, someone under 18 on the screen here That's listening right. to us. He, no, he can listen to it. He's not participating. Nothing to do with it. <laughs> no, he gets tested and stuff. He, he, <laughs> yeah, but that, I don't get fucking tested. No, true. Fair All enough. Right. Well, we're, right. go, we're going to do a Mara 2 special today. We are doing a Mara 2 Mara special. Mara 2 special. Yeah. And, and firstly, I want, I know that, I want to thank the good people at the Mashup Underbury Brewing yes. for this lovely beer that we've been drinking all day. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's been fabulous. <laughs> yeah. And and you've got something to say too about the... the yeah, yeah. Do you, do, you rem- friends. do you remember our friends at, at uh, Velocity Vehicle Care? I do. So they, the original Biker Spirits, the greatest yeah, bike sell, polish in the world. Yeah, they sell the original Bike Spirit spray. So they've got that... Because when, when they advertised with us last year and we and we sold them out. So they stopped advertising because they didn't have anything else to sell. But being the geniuses that they are, they thought, well, this works so well, we'll buy another couple of pallets. So they bought more, so now they need to sell that. So they're going to advertise with us again okay, next great. year. But but here's what they're doing. If you go to if you go to eBay, the Australian mm-hmm. eBay, so there's only available if you're in Australia, and do a Google, do a search in eBay for original bike spirits, but look, make sure you look up the Moto PG special. Yes, Moto PG special. Moto PG special. If you buy a box, so it's a, it comes in twelve cans. So split it with your mates. Get three mates together. Split it. It's two hundred bucks, including shipping. Best bike spirits cleaner you'll ever get. Like it cleans and and polishes in one yes. hit. It's great. It's good stuff. But one person who buys it is going to get their name put on. One of the Desmo Sport Ducatis next year in ASBK. In ASBK, be like yeah. Brian on Brian Starring's bike. You you have your name on the tank of the bike, so Brian can look at it while you're racing. Yeah, go, you'll be him. you'll become a sponsor of oh. the of the <laughs> factory Ducati team in Australia. Perfect. Perfect. So yeah, so once once they're all sold, Dave will pick one out and go right. You you're the you're the guy. You're the you're a sponsor of the Desmo Sport Ducati. Right. We'll talk more about that in 2023, and we also we'll be talking a lot about in 2023 is Australian motor to rider who had how many? Well, four, I think he has a wild card this year with the Mac VDS. Senna Aegis joins us. Hello, what? Senna. Welcome, mate. No, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. What a fucking year you had. <laughs> what it year? Def- it was definitely a good one. It was definitely a good one. Uh, where we were 12 months ago to now has has changed a lot and there's been a lot of work and, and dedication into it, but I'm happy to where, of where we're sitting at the moment. You have worked very hard. How long we, have you been in Europe now from Australia? You went to Europe. How many years? Uh, I went to Australia. Uh, sorry, I went to Europe in 2020. Uh, so, yeah. We've oh, been that was good timing. Yeah. <laughs> that was good timing. Hello, COVID. Yeah. Here I am. Yeah, no, it was a bit, it was crazy over there too, but uh, nowhere near as pleased. But uh, just to listen in how everyone had it here, it was, it was sounded disgraceful, but I'm glad everyone's out of that now. So, you rode Model 3 in the CV, then you, you shot up, you become big, you, you become a bit too tall for those bikes. You got a CV this year for the Model 2. And tell us how you went. I, just, I got very big for the Moto3 and uh, I didn't, for me, it was to change category. It, it wasn't easy at all because uh, I had all these people telling me to change and I have this thing in my head that I started something and for me it was almost like uh, aborting it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, it, and it wasn't a nice feeling thinking that you couldn't do something because my dream was Moto3 for a lot of years. 
But as soon as I rode the Moto 2, I quickly understood and got really excited. Even before the race, I knew in testing of how early we were on speed, on pace. I was like, okay, we're on. Yeah. <laughs> like it was, one, it was one of those moments really early in the season. So you, you were certainly, you were certainly and, on. You were certainly and, uh, on. We, we, we come out the gate swinging from the beginning, which was, always, which is, which is cool. So, yeah. So you, you, you had, how many victories did you have in the Moto 2 CV? Uh, only two. I got both on in Barcelona. Um, I should have won the race in Valencia and I should have won the race in uh, Portimao, but I, I tucked the front both times with yeah. uh, with leading the race. It's not good That's enough. A, um, <laughs> it is what it is. But <laughs> And you finished second in the championship of this year. Second in the championship. Bravo, bravo. And this your results got everybody looking. And and the, the one of the people that was looking was the Mark VDS team. And they invite you for the wild card when the Sam allows <laughs> went down again. And <laughs> and you got you got to come in and do a few wild card. Tell me tell us about that. How was that? That was incredible. By far obviously by far the standout of my life pretty much. Um it, it was a lot to take in. It's almost like a massive circus because there's so much. It's it looks so much more than a bike race, and then you go there and you just feel fatigued even just after setup day, things like that. There's so much to take in and understand. But then, as as quickly as you feel like that, as quickly as you realize that it is literally just another another motorcycle race, but every single one of those 30 guys on the grid is fast. <laughs> like, yeah. Everyone. Like, the guy that coming is coming last knows how to ride a motorcycle. No, 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 like, no one there is marking time. No one there is filling grid spaces. They're all bringing it. Yeah. not. Yep. It is, like, I cannot stress it enough of the level in there. And even from our Spanish Motor 2 Championship to, obviously, we're at the pointy end of that, and then how much different the World Championship is. Uh, machinery is not that different, but just... Uh, the level of riding is definitely like ten steps ahead. And, and as you say, it's it is a circus. That I mean, we've always called it the Moto GP circus, and you know the top class is the top class. But those other two classes are also, you know, the, the, you, you blokes are, are striving to get to the top class, but it's murderous out there. It's, it's vicious. It's 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 racing at a level that you know we we watch it on TV and go, "Fuck, look at this shit." You know, it's crazy to watch. I can only imagine what it's like for you guys. Yeah, you have to be a bit of a bit of a demon in there for sure. But like for me, when I went in, I had all these dudes that you watch on TV and you take photos with in like when you're a kid, and you just think like, oh, like, am I supposed to be here? But as soon as you find your feet and finally find some rhythm and start passing them and understanding it all, you kind of feel like one of them. And when you're when I'm in it, I wasn't so like I knew one day it would hit me like it, it has hit me now in the off season when I look back and go, wow, I did four races in the world championship this year. But when you're in there, I just tried to be like, this is no different. Just keep riding your bike and just enjoy it. Like I knew I always would have. And, uh, I, I, I loved it. And I think the team were fantastic and I progressed quite nicely. Um, I obviously had some misfortunes in, in Italy with some sickness and, and hitting, uh, the back of Salach in the race. And that was, Definitely halted our progress a bit, but it was nice to end the That's year. That's all right. He, he, expe- he expects that. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> he expects to be fucking re-ended, right? But you, you certainly showed what you can do in that last race at Valencia. You, you came back and did another wild card, which was unexpected. You just all of a sudden, oh, my God, he's here. And and you came in there, and, my God, you, you finished ninth. You got top ten. That that, is that's amazing. astonishing. That's just an amazing thing. How did that feel? It felt good. Uh, as you guys would have seen, there was a lot of um, a few. The front runners were had a few crashes that race. The conditions changed a lot overnight, 
and the next day the track felt completely different. I was catching people out. So it was actually really – it was a very stressful 25 laps of that place. Let me tell you, it wasn't easy at all with the with how the tyres were feeling, even for everyone. But uh, to cross in night felt felt really good, um, and, and I worked hard that weekend. I got just missed out on Q2 both times. That uh, sucked by one-tenth. But um, to finish it in ninth and knew that that was obviously my last race of the year uh, was a pretty special feeling, that's for sure. Well, it wasn't your last race of the year because <laughs> you came back and did a couple of wild cards in Australia on a, not just on a Moto2 bike. No, forget that. I'm going all the way. I'm going on a super bike, he says. Yeah. And he I'm gets g- on a super bike. I know. It comes second. And, it, <laughs> and fucking do, at the bend, I was watching going, Oh my god! <laughs> like you almost got the bloody whole shot off of Jack and Miller. Then you, you went past him, and you almost you finished second. Another lap, you probably would have won the bastard. <laughs> How did it feel riding How around did it Jack feel? Miller? Mate? You're, you're, going, you're <laughs> racing around guys that you would have, you know, grown up in the paddock, looking at in in, in Australian superbike legends like Maxwell and Herfors, mm. and there you are smoking the bastards. I was seriously more nervous to race these guys in football than I was at the GP. Honestly, honest. you can ask my, my rider coach, uh, Stephanie. Um, I was really, um, yeah, crapping myself. I was uh, not, I was very nervous, that's for sure, to roll out next to her Foss and Wayne, let me tell you. But uh, I had a, a fantastic time. This was like perfect way to end off my season. I just, I, I went there and had fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, obviously, t- I took it super serious. I was very, like, at, points of the weekend I wasn't very happy because I just wanted to keep on going forward like I wasn't just there for the fun of it I got a big thank you to Honda Australia and Penrite Honda for giving me the opportunity because yeah I wanted to do there and do the best I could and and uh, yeah that was uh, definitely not easy riding a superbike let me tell you had you ridden one before standard version yeah. very standard version with moto 2 tires which is uh, the other end of the spectrum to sure. Pirelli's sure I never rode a, a proper superbike tire <laughs> um, and uh I, I, I told everyone and had the uh, had the vibe of I don't have any expectations, but I did. <laughs> I, I very much did, and I was like not meeting them how I wanted it to go in in Phillip Island. And as I was having a good race in the last one, I, I was caught up with uh, the crash with three of us at Honda Corner. So I had some fire in my belly for the bend, and really in. In Sunday afternoon, I found my way. Uh, race one, I had another technical. Uh, race two, I just went for it and dropped my lap times from qualifying nearly like eight tenths a second a lap, which was quite it's impressive huge. for me. It's for lap, but it's, it made it's impressive for everyone, not just for you. Jesus Christ, yeah, you know? Yeah, it was super cool. Yeah, mate, you just mentioned Stephanie, Stephanie Redmond, your your rider coach, and she's yeah. worked with you for a while. And and we, yeah, yeah. you probably you listened to the show, so you would have heard us talk about you a bit throughout the year. And and we've been talking about you in terms of Senna's coming, Senna's coming, and now all of a sudden it feels like Senna's here, right? <laughs> and and for a lot of Australians, because you've been overseas for a little while now, and they haven't seen you ride locally, so for a lot of our listeners, they wouldn't really be aware of where you've come from right so i know i know your your dad's been heavily involved in your career and and he's he's helped you along the way so the whole family obviously but tell our listeners a little bit about your background and and how you grew up in the sport when you transitioned to road race and what that looked like and give us also a little bit of an idea on on stephanie's involvement in your career so some of our listeners might have done courses where stephanie was their coach stephanie used to work for stay upright i think or one of the one of the rider training organizations anyway it might have been california superbike school or one of them i know steph was a, a coach there but give us give us the the center ages story and, and give us some insight into how steph's helped you 
Okay, so Steph's from California Superbike School originally. Uh, did a lot of international stuff with them, America, India, all those uh, Superbike School tours until she was uh, obviously doing it in Australia. Um, and at that point, that's the only place I could ride my bike on a on more of a GP track like uh, Philip, uh, sorry, Eastern Creek. And it was through California Superbike School days because I couldn't do public ride <laughs> days when I was uh, that 11, 12 years old. <laughs> that was the reason why I met Steph and she was coaching there as part of the school and she coached a, a whole bunch of us really it wasn't just me uh in 2017 2018 period um and yeah and I, I met her there and and she was just the really the coach the lady and the coach the cool the cool the cool girl that used to help us kids at the track you know what I mean and until it she uh, decided to start working with some of us away from the, the school and just coming overseas because we were starting to uh, co- come overseas. And, and I've been working with Steph on and off since that time, and she's actually just been um, solely for me for now coming up a year and a half now. Yeah, that's uh, cool. She, for me, has been a, quite a pivotal role in it all, really. She has a completely different approach. And and you mentioned before, like, the, the whole thing of centers coming, centers coming in. We had, I've had that internal belief with her and my group of people that for a while and for it now to actually happen, I think I, I can't hold her, I have to hold her right next to me with everything that's going on at the moment because it feels like I, like, I feel like I've got more of a, a name around myself now, but I don't feel like uh, I, the job's not finished. I still got a lot more work ahead of me, but it's glad to get some, get some um, recognition under our belt now and, and really, yeah, thank the people around me as well. So what is ahead of you? What 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 happens now? What uh, what have you got on the plans for for next year? Because uh, many of us were hoping to see you with a full time ride in the, in the Moto Tour next year. Um, I know for a fact that um, many people were very interested in having you in their team next year and and wanted to offer you contracts. But unfortunately, you're not able to go into the Moto Two Championship next year because of the new rules uh, and because of your age. And you don't qualify until at least the middle of the year. So, what is the is the what is it for you next year? Where do you go? Yeah, it was unfortunate. I was really just like any kid would be. Like I, I did quite a good job, and 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 maybe could have had the opportunity to go to the world championship next year. And that's just my biggest goal, really. And so for me to not get that because of the age rule. I'm just like, damn, like I wish I was older. Like we've always said that. <laughs> Don't wish your life do not wish your life away. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sorry, Barry, but I, I wish I was one year older. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Senna, we wish you were one year older too, but you're fucking not. And here you are. But don't yeah. wa- don't worry, man. It's coming. It is coming for you. I, I would have loved to have stepped it up, but uh as um Fred just said I, I need to stay one more year in the Junior World Championship in Moto2 class and hopefully I'd love to do some wild cards if that's an option next year. I, of course, that would I'd love to do a few like the stuff I did at the end of this year. I think it's nothing but beneficial and hopefully I, I want to get another good season under my belt. Uh, I'm with a really good team next year um, and, and yeah, I think the championship's got to be our goal because the team got a lot of experience. The crew that I'll be working with are a really good crew and I'd love to. I'd love to try and be there in 2024. That's not. A, it's not a, a silly target because yeah, I'm going to keep working for it and hopefully you can get it done. I believe uh, part of your team is also Leon Camia. Yeah, Leon. Leon has been my manager now for the last say six eight months. Yeah, he. Uh, I switched location. Switched. I turned everything on its head at the end of uh, at the beginning of 2021. I 
moved up to Andorra. I changed all my I, I was basing myself in Valencia with a group of guys for the, our first year. And uh, we met Leon and I, we changed base and moved uh, up the top of Spain in Andorra and got uh, introduced to a whole new group of people in a, a complete training program. And, and yeah, now he's my, yeah, my manager and none of these opportunities. And really he has a lot of respect within us in, in the, in the, just in, in, in the racing world. I think a lot of people have a lot of respect for him. So for him to be my manager has been a pivotal part and we have a fantastic relationship and he's just like a, a brother to me. Yeah, he is an, a really nice guy and very well connected uh, in the in the racing world. And he's probably he was like one of the tallest guys yeah, racing yeah, back yeah. in the world superbike days and yeah. the British superbike as well. So yeah, great move having him, and that's a wonderful honor to to have him uh, looking after you there. Yeah, and Andorra rocks. <laughs> it does. Andorra yeah. rocks. I know a lot of people live there. My mate. Simon Crafar lives there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tax-free alcohol. Tax-free alcohol. Right. <laughs> yeah, that we, doesn't concern him. No, he's seventeen. <laughs> no, that's right. Stop it. No, training, 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 <laughs> sleep, all that shit. Right, <laughs> mate. Listen, it's been great having you. Yes. Uh, thank you so much for for allocating your your precious time to us. We wish you a great. No, it's not Christmas. We're already no, yes. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. <laughs> right. This is coming out in January, right? We're recording it before before Christmas. Have a great season, mate. Have a great season, mate. You know, know that all of Australia is behind you all the way. No worries. Cheers, guys. Uh, it was a pleasure to be on the show. I'll, I'll always be watching, and I'm always a fan. Bono Fortune, Bono Fortune. Bono Fortune. Ciao. Take care, mate. What a lovely boy. He's I really like him. What a talent. What a talent. I know. We're blessed. We are blessed to have him. And, and you can't wait. You wait to, to see what is happening. Oh, I know. We got another Moto 2 rider now. We do? Yes. Well, we got not, the he's power. Not, he's not Moto 2. He's 600 Super Sport. Yes, but it's... Same thing. But it's <laughs> same thing. So we, should, we tr- should we try and get him on the yeah, line? Let's get him. Let's on the get line. him. Okay. Hello, Mr. Power. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me, guys. It's our pleasure. Believe us. How did how did you you were always going to be a motorcycle? Fuck! They the air conditioner. You were always going to be a motorcycle racer, weren't you? With the name Power, you have to be. It's a, it's mandatory. Well, it, it worked out pretty good, didn't it? I mean, there's not a lot of names out there that uh, suit the sport like Power, so I'm a little bit lucky in that regard. No, I can see it now. Lorenzo Rossi Power. It yeah. just fucking writes itself, brother. It does. It does. <laughs> it's perfect. Hey, listen, Luke, the, the reason I wanted to get you on the show was because a lot of, a lot of people in Australia, they, they may have heard your name, they may not have, they probably don't know a lot about you. So, because you've been in America for the last 12 months. So, we wanted to basically introduce you to all of our listeners, all 743,000 of them around the world. We don't know if there's that many, but you know, <laughs> could be more. Yeah, could be, could be, <laughs> could more. be like eight. So give us, give us the Luke Mexico. Power story, mate. Where did you come from? What's your, what's your background? How did you get into motorcycle racing? So I started off. I think I got my first bike at about six months old. My granddad and my dad were are still super into motorbikes. My dad always wanted to race, and my grandfather on my mum's side actually still races. So. Uh, they bought me my first bike at six months old. I think I started riding it at about two and a half. Um, and I grew up just, you know, riding d- little dirt bikes around the yard with uh, mum and dad and going to motocross tracks and stuff. And about 10, I moved or transitioned to road racing. And at, at, uh, at from 10. then on, yeah, it sort of just kicked off. Hang on. Can you go back a second? 
At 10, you transitioned to road racing. <laughs> at 10, I transitioned to fucking solid food. You transitioned to being a woman. <laughs> <laughs> so we're... <laughs> Well, yeah, that's so I transitioned from food. beer to whiskey. <laughs> yeah, ten. So, yeah. where, so where were you? What what country were you in at this stage? Oh, I was still still in Australia. Okay, and, uh, I, I'm I'm living in Victoria. Yep. So okay. that's where I've grown up my whole life. So started off there and uh, slowly got into. I think I, my first ever race was just a club race, and then I think within six months of my first race, I was racing in ASBK, which is the national Australian Superbike Championship. Um, and then I think I raced, I didn't race a full season of ASBK due to injuries in my first two years, I think it was. And then 20, at the end of 2018, I tried out for the Asia Tunnel Cup tryouts and went over to Asia for a year. Um, and then after that, I came back home and obviously the lockdown stopped everyone from racing. So we were stuck in, um, stuck at home doing nothing. And then I was just lucky enough to get the opportunity to go overseas uh, in 2021 to race for the 3D Motorsports team in America. So, so how did that come about? Give us the background on that one. So I knew the team manager through mutual friends. Um, and at the time, we'd just gone into another lockdown in Victoria, and I sort of cracked it a little bit and told mum and dad that I'm not doing school next year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to raise I'm a re- I'm going to start a revolution. <laughs> so, I guess I guess you could say it was sort of my uh, rebel my my rebelling period and uh, so mate, my, <laughs> most kids know. just take drugs and <laughs> sleep <laughs> with girls. You say I'm going to America to race bikes. It's cheaper. Told <laughs> yeah, that I'm going to go and race bikes overseas, and uh, they were really supportive. And I guess the rest is history, right? <laughs> yeah, cool. So, so basically, you did a year in the USA, 600 Super Sport on a Suzuki. And let's be honest, nobody anywhere in the world is getting results on the Suzuki at the moment, other than Alex Rins. Sure. But so that's that's a that's a tough ask. So you're on tires you hadn't really ridden before, you're on circuits you hadn't ridden before. Which are which are mostly all goat tracks anyway. Pretty much they? goat tracks. And then you end up fifth in the championship. How the hell does that work? Yeah, so I mean obviously it was a tough year. I mean, the team I was racing with were a new team, so they didn't have any notes or anything from the tracks which dude, was fine dude, in itself, dude, dude coming fifth in in in, in, this, in there is not a tough year that's amazing you know yeah. seriously well it depends what way you put it i mean obviously you know every weekend there were some struggles you know i mean i didn't know the tracks so i had to try and learn the track myself before i even got there and then i had to try and i had to try and work with the team as fast as possible in order to just get you know even just a little comfortable feeling before qualifying so that way we could start to push and catch the leaders in terms of the times and everything. Um, but, I mean, if you put it in the sense that, yeah, I finished fifth in the championship, I got two podiums, I think I'm the first, I think I'm the first, if not one of the first ever non-American rookie riders to do that in their rookie year. So it, it, it sounds good when you put it that way, but then... That's you because know, <laughs> it is good. <laughs> I, I'm hearing a little squealing. Have you got some bitch locked up in a cupboard there something? <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that wasn't Stop. convincing. Not, Luke looks Luke's not even 18 yet. That's the thing. We can't treat Luke like a fully grown adult yet, so hang, hang stop on, with the tying on. up bitches in oh, cupboards and oh, shit. Okay. Right? How old are you, Luke? Are you 18 yet? I actually turned 18 a couple of days ago. Oh, yes! Yeah. Get in the van! Oh, that's- <laughs> Get in the van. Hey, Luke, well, now, now that we know you're 18, we can ask you the next question. You race with number 68. Like, you're one short. What, what's going on? Where, where did 68 come from? So, 
Originally, my number was actually 97 because I was a big fan of Mark Marquez and Casey Stoner. Um, and I, my first national race in the Australian Superbike Championship on a 300cc bike, I couldn't actually use 97 because someone else had already uh, reserved it. So I had to think of another number. And that was very shortly after uh, Nicky Hayden passed away. Yep. So I was a big fan of Nicky Hayden. So I decided to combine Nicky Hayden and Marco Simoncelli. Okay. Uh, nice. Yeah, there nice. you go. To be perfectly honest with you, I wasn't actually planning on keeping the number for very long because I was a big fan of my number 97, but I had some pretty decent results with 68, so I decided to keep it. So that, that brings me to the, the, to the question, how superstitious are you guys? Because I know a lot of racers say they're not, but they kind of are. You know, they got to have these undies on or these socks or that fucking race number or whatever. Do you have the, some kind of hidden superstitions? Um, race numbers... I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm superstitious, but I definitely like my number. I would, I would <laughs> want to. Um, in terms of you know, I I have, I have I have certain socks that I wear on race weekends. Uh, I put my right glove on first. Yep. Yeah. There's a, a routine that 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 you have to stick to because that's what works in your head, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. No, that, that that's all right. I mean, there's there's an old saying: there are people who don't believe in God, but there are no atheists in a trench yeah. when you're being bombed you know everyone believes in god then you know so how hard is it to race in the ama championship in america without being eaten by danilo petrucci <laughs> i was i didn't race against danilo but yeah but you ran away from him <laughs> uh, he's, a, he's a very good rider he did well in the u.s so credit to him and you know he was close to winning a championship in his first year over there which a lot of people haven't done so yeah, he did amazingly well. He did amazingly well. So tell us about the ride you've got for next year. So you're off to World Supersport next year in the World Superbike Paddock. Um, who, who's the who's the ride with? How, what's what's the plans? Yeah, so I went over to Portugal um, just after the final round in Barber, and I met some uh, really really good people. And one of them was Fabio, the team owner of uh, the MotoZoo Racing by Pachetti Kawasaki team. And uh, we started talking and, you know, I mean, I was obviously very interested because that's the goal. That's where I want to go. You know, every every kid, every rider, every aspiring, you know, young rider wants to be, be racing in the World Championship. So I was very interested and Fabio was interested. And uh, together with the help of uh, Manuel Pochetti and my manager, Michael Hill, we uh, managed to put a deal together for next year. And it was announced at Phillip Island on the on the paddock show in the World Superbike paddock, which was absolutely awesome. And uh there was a heap of fans there too, which was pretty cool. So yeah, it was just a, it was a surreal experience. The Pedicini Racing, they 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 um they've not had a champion for a while there. Um, they do a lot of the the, the catering. In no, the no, paddock, different you know? team. No, no, no. No, he's talking Pachetti. Oh, Pachetti. Different. It sounds. You're thinking. You're it thinking. sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're thinking of the other mob. Yeah. 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 They were Kawasaki too. Yeah, they were Kawasaki. Yeah. Too. No, oh. this is different. Oh, different. I shut up, but then I don't know what I'm much, talking about. This is much more reputable. So, tell us about this team. Who who are you replacing from last year? Who who was riding last year? So last year in the Pachetti team was Jan Chu and Yari Montaya. Oh, yeah. And I. Collectively, they got over 10 podiums. So. Yes, yes, so it's a good bike. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, Manuel actually said I was going to be using Jean Onchu's bike next year, which got nine podiums. So yeah. definitely definitely no pressure. 
<laughs> yeah, that, the Onju boys do do, do pedal a bit. Look, it's interesting. I, I had a chat to Jane Onju at Phillip Island the other yeah. week, and I said to him, you, you looked miserable on the podium. <laughs> he got a podium, and he looked really unhappy. And he said, that's because second is the first of the losers. He said, I don't come here to lose. And the worst part was his teammate won the race. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that that rubbed it in a little bit more. But So, yeah, good team you're going to. So you've got to be happy with that because a lot of the time, especially coming from Australia and coming from you know countries that aren't Spain and Italy, you move into a world championship, you're going to be on a bike that's third rate. You know, So you, you've got to be happy moving into that team. That's a fantastic effort and fantastic result for you. Yeah, I'm very, very happy. I'm very lucky as well. You know, I met Michael, my manager, at the start of the year and uh, he started managing me from then on. So, very lucky to have him in my corner along with my parents. You know, they do a lot for me as well. And, of course, you know, the sponsors help out too. So, it was a, it was a bit of a combination of everyone coming together. But, yeah, super, super stoked. I mean, you know, it's been a dream of mine to race in a world championship ever since I was, you know, three starting riding. So, yeah, it's absolutely incredible. I'm really happy and excited for the year to start. So, next year, hey. You, what are your aim? What do you, what do you want? Uh, what will you be happy with? I'd be happy with a win, but realistically, you know, <laughs> that's going to be... Who do you want to beat? Come on! Let's call him out. Who do you want to beat? Who do I want to beat? Yeah. Yeah. All of them. All of them. All of them. <laughs> the lot. I, I, I was hoping you'd say Ollie Bailey's. Ollie <laughs> racing there next year? I believe Ollie's racing there next year. I haven't heard any news, but I... Uh, I get along actually quite well with Ollie. You know, I grew up racing with him in ASBK and, you know, we're pretty good friends. So, you know, he's, he's, he's also had a year in the World Super Sport yeah. Championship already. So I don't I don't have any expectations. Uh, my goal is to just every race, you know. I mean, if the first race at Phillip Island, I get 10th, 20th, last, second last, middle of the pack, whatever it is, but just make steps from there and improve throughout the year. But it, it is one of the most competitive classes in the world. And it, it breeds some some serious, you know, yeah. serious boys come out of this, you know, yeah. at the other end. Um, is there some kind of mental preparation you need to do? I mean, you, you, you know, you're in like this is this is A grade. It's not MotoGP and it's not the MotoGP paddock, but it's not far off it either. You know, especially at a world level, how do you how do you deal with that mentally? Well, for me, it, I mean, for me, it's really not 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 really complicated. It's just my dream has always been be as best as you can, get to a world championship, try and prove your worth and make try and make your way to the top. Like that's that's the dream. That's where I want to go. So for me this is this is a step in the process to getting there and it's really you know, I might start off struggling and that's gonna be frustrating, but I'll learn a lot from not only the team but the riders and the championship and every everyone that's involved there. It's gonna be a big learning year, but I'm excited to learn and to improve and progress and okay. try and Know, keep progressing and making the steps towards my own goal. Tell me, you said getting there. Where is there for Luke? There, there for, for me, there is, you know, World Superbike, MotoGP, World Champion, okay. the guy. You know, like, for example, right now, Pekka Bagnai is the guy at the top because he's just won the MotoGP World Champion. I want to be the guy that is at the top. That's it. Yeah, that's there. That's there for every racer. That's right. So where are you going to live? In the, you're going to live in the Europe? Where are you going to base yourself? Because people don't understand how hard it is all the way from fucking Australia to go over there and live yeah. there is hard. Yeah. Where are you going to live? So I'm quite lucky. I have family that are in England, so I'll, and, I, and my manager lives in England, so I'll probably base myself for the long periods in between testing and racing in England. Um, but when there is, you know, consistent 
uh, weekends and days away with testing and everything in Europe, I'll probably base myself in either Italy or Spain, as I have a lot of friends and the team also lives in Italy. So I'll be probably a little bit here, there and everywhere, but make it work. Beautiful. Yeah, listen, don't don't spend too much time hanging out with that Ollie Bayless kid either. He'll lead you astray. <laughs> <laughs> He's a troublemaker, that one. Do you, do you speak Italian or Spanish? Do you understand Italian or Spanish? I started trying to learn Spanish exactly halfway through this year, and then now, now that my team is Italian, I stopped having to learn Spanish and I'm trying to learn Italian. Uh, yep. But because I know a little bit of Spanish and a little bit of Italian, I start speaking half Spanish, half Italian. <laughs> 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 no worry, I do it too. What do you got? It? Give me something. Come on, tell us something. What are you going to say? Come on, give me something. Yeah, I'm good to pick up a line for a girl. How <laughs> many pick up lines for girls? Give me one. Fredo will teach you how to say, um, how hot is your sister? You know, that, 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 <laughs> or does your sister go? Yeah, no. <laughs> I ring you later and tell you, don't worry, but there was a I got a few. Oh, very well, good. Well, that's actually the first. Uh, what, what are you looking at me like that for? I don't know. <laughs> at the most I've got is, ciao, come aside to the van, eh? Ah, there and you to, go. That'll do. That'll do. We right? need to say, get in the van in Italian. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I'll tell you that later. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to tell everybody. Everybody be saying it. <laughs> they already do. Everyone's got the T-shirts. Anyway, all right, Luke. We might we might leave you alone. Thank you for coming on the show. It's it's uh, it's one of those things where when your ride in the world championship was announced uh, the other week, I was like, got to get Luke on because because I, I have a lot of Australian people say to me, oh, I don't really know much about Luke, so it's a good opportunity to to sort of introduce you to everybody and get some more fans. And we'll be talking about world superbikes well, and world super sport more as next as year. As always, too. MA is less than adequate in promoting. It's Upcoming stars and shit, but that's you know that's my personal bitch. Nothing to do with Luke or any of the races. <laughs> yeah, but that's because they don't have a podcast that's like us. Because they're shit. <laughs> Look, we're gonna follow you this year. Can we call you halfway through the year and say hello? Sounds good to me, guys. Oh, be here, dude. When you become world champion, note I said when, not if. Right? Yes. Don't forget that when we do call you, don't go fucking. Who no, are you? Who are you, cunts? <laughs> we're not talking to you anymore. <laughs> we will always be here for you, mate. And if we can help you in any way, let us know. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate you having me on the podcast. Have a good one. Thank all you, the, Bye All bye. the best to you, mate. Cheers. Ciao. See you, mate. Good Thank luck. You Thanks, everybody. Hope you've enjoyed the show. That's uh, the end of that particular summer session. And keep an eye out on our podcast. <laughs> Let me do that again. No, don't do it again. Yeah, I want to do it again. No, oh, no, no. You're doing really you're well. Doing no, great. Shit. Get this the fuck what, on with this it. This is what I'm afraid of. <laughs> <to> do this <laughs> shit. I'm fucking hopeless <laughs> <open Saturday. laughs> Okay, I'll do it again. You ready? I'll start again. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the show. <laughs> what are you rooting? Stop rooting things. <laughs> He's rooting the table. Hope you're enjoying our summer sessions. We recorded all of these in like one day. Yeah. Yeah. The drug and then, case of beer. <laughs> yeah. And then at some point, we'll record something else in early January. <laughs> we'll get together and drink and record. Yeah, yeah let's do it. Well, maybe we'll do a Christmas special. But by the time they're hearing this, it's probably already Fuck past them. Christmas. Who have Serbian Christmas. Anyway, go to our website. <laughs> go to our website, motopg.co. MotoPG.co and follow the links. Join Patreon, you fucking cheap assholes. <laughs> fucking join up, get the good shit, and go and buy t shirts because otherwise we can't afford Christmas presents for our poor children. I don't have any children. <laughs> I told you it was a bad idea to do this. Yeah, why did you let him do this? I don't know. I think it was great. That was some of stop my best. Stop talking work. now. It was some of stop, my best. Stop work. talking now. I thought it was good. No, stop talking. Bye, everybody. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>